Good morning, Togos. Hi, Togos Amako. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, morning, We say greetings to to your audience there, everybody. Yes, it's been a long time, but um, so much has happened um, since the last time we spoke. I mean, let's get right right into it uh, for the benefit of time. Sure. When we talk about African medicine, what what are we referring to exactly? When we talk about African medicine, we are talking about a holistic science of healing. Uh, medicine, medicine plant. So it's a very holistic, so that means we're talking about natural herbal medicine plants, and uh, we're also talking about the, the spirituality, because the whole idea behind African therapeutics is to heal the physicality and the spirituality and the mentality. So that means, you know, the limbic, the limbic system also is part of the target for healing, meaning the way you feel and, and stuff like that. So it's a very holistic medicine. And that also would include things like your environment, your, your diet, the food. They even you, you refer to it as something like nutritional medicine. So it's a very holistic mm. uh, idea, really. Yeah. Totally. And, and where do some of these um, uh, um, medicines uh, fit in, in, in our society um, as an African people? Um, and how have we, we been relating to them over time? Well, uh, very important. So, so um, because of the number of things that happened before, I remember when I was growing up, for example, uh, a lot of gardens of our people in the communities used to have a lot of medicine plants, mm-hmm. like lingana, uh, you know, msonyani, and hala, and so forth. But now, uh, nowadays, if you go to the gardens, you don't see a lot of that. So that just goes how, how things have changed. But basically, the knowledge of the medicine plant, of course, is with the uh, traditional doctors, you know, the people who are trained in doctor schools uh, about this medicine plant. So they are the people who have the knowledge. And just to give you an idea, uh, South Africa, a small country like this, has got about um, actually a little more than 10% of world's medicine plants. Imagine that, sure. right? So that meaning crazy. that out of 300,000, sorry, out of 300,000, uh, out of 300,000 uh, medicine species, South Africa has got 30,000 of that. So that, that's how much we have. And more than 97% of the knowledge of those medicine plants are with the indigenous doctoral practitioners such as myself for example and and you touched on something the the western medicine versus the african medicine i mean so many debates uh, thrive around there and that then brings me to my point of acknowledging uh, african medicine when you juxtapose these two and you talk about acknowledgement i mean how you know just paint a picture of how you think african medicine has been acknowledged in our society well, that's a very good point. Uh, you know, uh, it's interesting that uh, uh, the, the, the way I would characterize it is that African medicine plant is treated more like a, like a, a human scorn, if I may use that expression, meaning that, you know, um, uh, the, the Western, medicine, Western society will always uh, kind of look down upon, you know, African medicine, but secretly or privately or at night, you know, they, they, they use these African medicine plants, you know, that sort of stuff. I'll just give an example. Uh, so um, in the 1800s, uh, tuberculosis was one of the big diseases, you know, that used to kill a lot of, a lot of people in Europe. So England, for example, they, 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 there's somebody in history by the name of Charles 
uh, Henry Spiggins, who was diagnosed with tuberculosis at the age of 17. And then his doctor said to him that, you know what, we have no cure. And he recommended that he must come to South Africa. And he came to South Africa here. And he was uh, referred to a traditional doctor who, who used a certain medicine plant and actually cured his TB. And he was so excited that he got cured that he went back to England and told his doctor that, hey, I've been cured. Can you test me? And the doctor tested him and found that the TB had been cured. You see, so so we have so we have a, a lot of um, uh, uh, history behind medicine plants. Now it's also interesting to note that a lot of Western medicines are actually derivatives of African medicines. For example, uh, let's make an example. Like for example, you know your your aspirin. For example, you know it's, 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 it comes from an African medicine plant. Your grandpa, you know your your discipline. and even antibiotics. Like for example, uh, tetracycline. Right, the Africans are the inventors of tetracycline. They have been using tetracycline more than 1,000 years before Western medicine. Right, but when you do a Google on tetracycline, what's interesting is that you will find a company called Pfizer, which is a giant pharmaceutical. Yes. They have a patent on tetracycline, which was issued to them in the 1950s. But actually, according to the rules of intellectual property, which and I have uh, intellectual property certificates for my innovations in Canada, uh, you're not supposed to be issued a patent if what you're applying a patent for has already been invented mm. before, right? Mm. Is that how it works? Mm. But for some reason, they were given that. So that's sure, just one sure. of the examples. So, so we, we exactly. have a lot of, of knowledge in this idea. Absolutely. Um, we'll take a, a bit of a break, uh, Dr. Zulu Matabo uh, Zulu, just to take a breather, take it all in, and we'll continue with our absolutely fascinating discussion on acknowledging African medicine for illness if your first delivery for free to wherever you are. Stay home, stay safe, and shop online. Takealot.com, shop anything you can imagine. All right, we continue with our very interesting discussion, acknowledging African medicine for illnesses and the role that um, African medicines are playing in society, indigenous herbalism, African spirituality, all of that is obviously a big part of it. And we're joined on the line by Mucholoko, Dr. Zulu, Matabo Zulu, published author, historian, lexicographer, and poet. You spoke uh, a few seconds ago, Doc, about um, you know African medicine being looked down upon when you juxtapose it to Western medicine. Some may argue that um, some of these herbs um, and herbal remedies have not been proven to work. What's your response to that kind of theory? Well, uh, there's not really validity on that. Uh, I mean, the mere fact that... Um, uh, Western medicine relies on African medicine. I mean, that's already a proof that it works, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think maybe we could say, we could lend some evidence to that, uh, to that criticism by saying that I think what we haven't done, uh, we African, uh, you know, doctor practitioners, is that we haven't built the infrastructure that are necessary. You know, like, for example, building the laboratories, you know, uh, documenting mm. our um, our medical knowledge. We haven't really done that. Um, uh, so that's something that we're working on. And that's why I was very excited when the CRL Rights Commission announced uh, about, I think, last week, or just a little more than a week, that um, calling for the establishment of an African Indigenous Medicine Institute, which mm. will then be able to do the research. 
so we, we need to build the, the infrastructure so, so we haven't done that so so that so there is some credence to the criticism in that sense but uh, otherwise uh, our medicine are proven scientifically because they get taken here and they get tested in European laboratories for example like, like you see I gave an example about the cure of disease that at a time that Europe did not have a, a, a cure for for, for for TB, we had a cure for TB. And what they did, they took that medicine plant and they went to Europe and, and they spawned uh, pharmaceutical companies out of that. How about that? Mm. You know, exactly. they made and, uh, millions, of, millions of dollars out of that. Totally. Um, and speaking of the role to be played, I mean, one of the, the key figures in this process would obviously be the uh, healers who rely on um, indigenous herbs um, for healing, yeah. etc. I mean, you know, what sort of role do they play in this entire, um, you know, um, scenario of, you know, where we are as, as far as African medicine is concerned? Well, uh, a very important part, because right now we are in the COVID-19 uh, situation and, mm. uh, and, and they are... And, and one of the most important things now, now obviously COVID-19 is, is a novel, is a novel disease, right? We are all learning about it. You know, Western scientists are learning about it. We are also learning about it. No question about that. However, uh, from our historical knowledge, we have a lot of experience about viral types of diseases, right? And uh, we have plants that are specifically designed for viral infections. You know, some of those medicine plants, like, for example, Linganam Shonyan. That's a very interesting plant, actually, Linganam Shonyan, in the sense that it is a plant that can, that, can, uh, that can tackle, for example, viral infections, that can also uh, tackle bacterial infections, that can also tackle parasites. You know, if you look at diseases like malaria, malaria, malaria is, is more of a parasite, parasitic infection. You know, it's caused by a parasite, not a virus. So, Lingana can tackle that. And in fact, if you look at Western medicines that are used for anti-malarial, they are using this particular plant. You see, mm. so so we have a lot of stuff. So the, the 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 role that we can play right now is really to build the immune systems of people, because the way disease works is that if let's say for example a viral infection, you know you'll hear that some people they get the virus, but actually they don't develop symptoms. And the reason they don't develop symptoms is because their immune system is actually suppressing the virus. It's not getting rid of the virus but it's holding the virus at bay, hence they are not developing the symptoms. They, mm -hmm. they will develop symptoms once the, their immune system begins to break down. You see that, that, that situation. So, sure, so, sure, then, sure. So, so our traditional healers can play a big role in terms of boosting the immune system. I mean, let's talk about lingana. I mean, I've heard, um, and, I, and I mean, I grew up drinking it, growing up, um, some, you know, issues, etc. Um, is it really... Um, good enough um, to sustain your immune system and protect it against a, a number of things? Absolutely. It's very powerful, I must tell you that. It's very, very powerful. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, there's a number of uh, scientific papers I've seen that actually uh, there, there's even more research now being done on Lingana because uh, now they are finding that Lingana gives, ha has got a better promise in terms of finding the cure, uh, to, for example, to COVID-19, and, and they are moving in that direction, for example. So um, Lingana is very powerful uh, because 
when you look at African, the history of the use of Lingana, Umsonyana, they, they've used it in two ways. They have used it, for example, as a normal tea, right? So mm-hmm. they would like boil water and put a few leaves and just drink a cup of tea, maybe twice a day. And, and they would do it mo- mostly just to boost the immune system because they understand that dosage, you know, because, because boosting the immune system is going to be a function of dosage. And, mm-hmm. and in fact, uh, the people who have been drinking tea <laughs> before Europe are the Africans right here in Asania and South Africa because <laughs> we're drinking it more, absolutely drinking sure. it more as what you call medicinal, inf- uh, infusion medicinal drink tea, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and, and then so, so in that particular sense, it was very powerful to boost the immune system. First of all, because even when you talk about vaccine, which is what everybody's searching for right now, the vaccine, the purpose of a vaccine is basically to assist your immune system to fight the disease. That's what a vaccine does. You see? Sure. The, the, sure. the, the sure. only difference between a vaccine and, let's say, for example, a lingana is that a vaccine, uh, what they do, they look at the laboratory at the way the virus works. And then from there, they will then teach this vaccine, train it to target that particular virus. We'll have to leave it there. Sorry, we, we're out of time. Okay. I didn't even realize it's nine. Uh, but you've said so much um, of, of great uh, value and substance, and we appreciate your time. Okay. And we will absolutely uh, make more time to discuss these things um, as we look at uh, the, the use of African medicine in dealing with a range of issues as far as our health is concerned. But thank you for your time, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu. Thank you. All right, um, it's 9 o'clock, we're done. Coming up next is uh, The Bridge from 9 to 12, and uh, your day will then flow from there. Have an absolutely productive Thursday, and uh, we will catch you again tomorrow morning. It's a good day, it's a good, it's a good morning, oh, it's a good day, and it's a good... Vi- I, like, what must I do? I feel like I'm alone in this thing. <laughs> what do I'm you mean? You, you just said good day. Uh, like, okay, fine, I'm done. Like Finish it off here. It's a good, good morning. And good night. <laughs> Good day and good vibes.